Hello, everyone. This is Rick with the Cybersecurity and IT Professional Podcast, where industry leaders share their insights. Six questions-ish in nine minutes because hackers never sleep. So let's get to it. Question number one, in a few sentences, tell us who you are and what you do. My name is Charles Griffith. I'm the CTO of Mile Zero, a company that builds logistic tech for retailers. But I started Mile Zero, which is a Valley-funded company, uh, to build out kind of delivery services for all, for all retailers. And uh, we were acquired in 2019, and we now do this for a lot of big uh, retailers, primarily in the U.S. and Australia. Okay. So question number two, what's the best thing about being a cyber and IT and logistics professional? I think it starts with trust. You're responsible for the trust of the data that is flowing through your system. It really doesn't matter what type of solution you're building. In our case, as I mentioned, it's, it's logistics tech. Many people think of that as being insecure uh, by, you know, based on, on the way that you uh, kind of look at a transaction historically. If you look at a shipping label, anybody can see that. Anybody can get that critical data. And now as we're moving all of this uh, forward with technology, that data becomes very important to protect and uh, to reimagine in terms of your own privacy because that data be, can, can be aggregated, can be looked at, can be used for malicious purposes. So I think the most exciting thing for me is really you know, staying ahead of that game, both in terms of thought process and not accepting status quo, and also in terms of building security into all of those solutions to protect information you don't necessarily think of as, as being critical by today's standards. There's so much information that <laughs> could be critical. It's, it's impressive. So let's add to that question number three. I hear from other leaders in the industry that, that the buzzword cybersecurity or security in general is a top concern. What does that mean to you? Well, uh, I'm old, so it's meant different things at different points. You know, I think that cybersecurity uh, has been there throughout my entire career, and it, it's a long one. And I, I really, if I break it down into three segments of what I've done, I started in games. It meant how do you protect that IP from being uh broken and, and stolen, right? All of the, the kinds of things we've seen with uh, media and intellectual property and, and making those products sold so that you can command the kind of margins that those products need to be built. Um, as, as I started to move into other areas like payments, it became you know very, very much uh, a scripted kind of uh, process for protecting data based on, on standards. And you had audits like PCI and you had uh, KISP and others that dictated those, but you had to still, again, I think that the message is think ahead. If you just accept those standards, you're not going to be secure enough. And uh, I happen to have had one of the biggest uh, payment gateways under my purview during uh, 2000. And we saw you know, a lot of um, terrorism was funded based on, on uh, lapses in security. And then as, as I moved forward into e-commerce, as I mentioned, you know, it's a whole new game where we're really changing uh, an existing industry, a shipping industry, and we're taking a lot of data and make it, making it more accessible. We're, we're taking trends and things that people buy that people want to keep confidential and we're keeping all of that information secure. And so again, it's, it's about how do you do that and, and how do you start from the beginning and you build a, a nimble platform or solution that can be extended as you go forward. Question number four, 
Charles, what piece of insight do you want to share with other experts? Well, I think I think there's really three things. Again, you get this theme of three with me, but uh, <laughs> I find it's easy for people to think in terms of threes. I think I think the the first one is what I just said a few times. You know, you can't go by today's standards. You really have to. This is like a game. You're outsmarting an opponent, and you have to think ahead and think of, you know, what do I need to do, or and what do I need to kind of think about and protect so that it won't be taken. And uh, you have to think of it from a number of different perspectives and use cases for, you know, how will that data be valuable? Not, to, not just today, but also tomorrow. I think the next thing is you have to be humble and you have to engage experts. Uh, cybersecurity is becoming infinitely more complex. You know, it's becoming heavily, it always has been, but it's becoming even more codified um, to be very uh, mathematical, there's a whole science behind it and you need scientists if you're going to build a, a product or solution that scales and you can't be the expert of everything. So you have to find people that are, you know, well-versed, whether it's in standards and, and audits uh, or whether it's in, um, you know, the details of protecting that data. But I think you, you can't outsource it. You have to still stay involved. And um, I think that comes to the last point, which is really, don't limit yourself. Don't limit your thinking. Don't limit your engagement and stay on top of it. Focus on it like it's a problem. Even if you're not an expert, you can still ask the right questions because all you have to do is think like a criminal. And I think all of us can, can do that at times. So <laughs> how can you play better defense? Uh, I mean, I think it comes back to one thing you have as an advantage that they don't have. If you're building software, and I'm going to use that as the example, since that's my expertise, is you have the ability to know exactly what's happening in that software. You know its critical holes, you know its limitations, but you also know that you can build in hooks to make it easier for you to, you know, outrace them. So again, I think of this as a race. Any solution uh, and any problem is time bound. And so if you can get to market with a product faster, you're going to be more successful. If you can secure a product for a longer period of time between releases, you can outrace them. And again, you know, you have to imagine that, that hackers at this point, especially the well-funded ones do have all of those tools. And so you have to run that as kind of ground zero. What are those tests? What are those things that you need to do to basically, you know, understand what, what the entry point is, but at, a smart hacker is going to continue to evolve and, and dig deeper if you have information that's worth taking. And I think that is the last point. The last point is <clears throat> build your solution so that it captures what you need, not more than what you need. A lot of these online solutions uh, have a tendency to think, uh, I'll do this cool thing that requires this data, but it really doesn't, right? And what you're doing is you're taking away privacy. And uh, you have to think from that perspective to say, I don't want to keep any data that I don't need. It, it is definitely easier said than done, but I think that is the, the simplest way to look at it. And so I appreciate that. I think people try to find advanced solutions that are extremely intricate, but you just made it super simple. Take what you need. Use what you need, but don't take more and, and then get rid of the data, right? Don't give them a reason to go after it. Yep, I think that uh, payments taught me that, right? Once you go through endless audits, you realize 
you really don't want to keep that kind of um, you know, UCI, PPI data in your solution. What you're better off doing is finding ways to, to restrict that. Now, you know, there are going to be scenarios where you're, you're delivering, say, uh, alcohol, where there's a requirement to be able to persist certain information that you just can't get around and you're going to have to keep it. So you start to think about how do I uh, find a, a specific solution just for that data? In other words, it's very difficult to, to protect your entire system. It's like fortifying a castle with the same level of integrity. And so focus on what you need to protect and really put your resources into that. That's another way to, to attack that problem. Perfect. And now for the final question, what is your favorite piece of retro technology that just makes you smile? Uh, it's going to be the internet way back machine. I look at it all the time to kind of remind us uh, and myself of, you know, it's a moving target. I, look, I took a look at last night at, at uh, Amazon in 1998, and it really it, it brought two things to the forefront. One is, you know, how far we've come, and at the same time, how far we really haven't come in terms of shopping. But it's, it's the coolest product. You can look at, at any given site at, at any particular point that they archived it. And it's just a, a fantastic tool. I recommend everyone look at it if you haven't just Google that. I have wasted way too much time on that. So, <laughs> so I appreciate that. That's amazing. All right, Charles, you did it. Six questions-ish in nine minutes. It was epic having you on. Make sure you check out more episodes and insights from the CyberPro Podcast. My name is Rick. Stay awesome, my friends. Thank you again. Thanks, Rick.